three, two, one. You are now listening to the Shalena Fultz Talk Show, where I share stories of women who have overcome opposition and evolved into amazing entrepreneurs and powerful leaders. As a former event planner of 10 years, I am now infusing events with my exciting energy as an MC and host. Motherhood also compelled me to build a home-based business. I am the founder and owner of HBCU Legacy Fashion a kids' boutique that builds awareness around HBCUs while giving back through scholarships. You can learn more at hbculegacyfashion.com. Now that we're acquainted, let's get into the show. I love seeing people that I grew up with doing big things. And on today's episode, I'm sharing my high school cheermate story. Teresa Tyler is a graduate of North Carolina Central University and a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. She has turned her pain into her passion as the founder and president of Power Inc. Community, also known as the Parents Owning Wealth Through Education and Resiliency, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that enriches the lives of single parents through mentoring, community service, and networking events while helping them recognize their potential to attain excellence through the journey of parenthood. Please help me welcome to the show, my hometown girl, Teresa Tyler. Teresa, thank you so much for being here today. Yes, hi Shalana, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor, it's an honor. (laughs) Well, I am so proud of you seeing one of my high school colleagues, fellow cheerleader. Just seeing you thrive today and your um, organization, the Power Inc. and Community, I love it. And so I definitely had to have you here today because I want you to talk all about it. But first, I always ask everyone, what did they want to be when they were eight years old? Because I like to take everyone through a journey of how they got to where they are now. When I was eight, um, I still wanted to be an attorney. Um, Growing up, um, I used to watch Heat in the Night for my grandma, my grandmother. And um, it was another one too. I cannot think of her name. Oh my God. Not Sherlock Holmes. It's one of them we used Matt to watch. Matt yes. <laughs> this is. Yes, those are all the shows. <laughs> so I used to watch that and I knew right in it in. I wanted to be in, a, in an attorney. So yeah, I still, I'm still in the legal field. So yeah, it's still on my heart. Um, okay. It was that or a, te- or a math teacher. Because oh. I love math. So yeah. Math was never my thing. I did not like math at all. But no, that's cool because you're still like in the law field. So because sometimes mm-hmm. people pivot. Um, well, I know now you have this great organization and mm-hmm. I'd love for you to talk more about your nonprofit, what it stands for and why you decided to create it. Okay. So Power in Community, uh, Parents Owning Wealth Through Education and Resiliency, it was established or founded in 2018. Um, so let me tell you how it came about, because honestly, I didn't want to do it. Um, I was in church. Um, it was New Year's Eve and in 2018. And I remember saying, you know how at the end, you know, he'd be telling you to pray, see fast. And I'm like, okay, God, I've been doing all them things. I keep doing it over and over. You know, I feel like I'm going in circles. You know, I give up. 
You know, what do I need to do? You know, give me more because I know I want to help people. And I think I said this because I have conversations. I used I work in the well, before the pandemic, I was working in a youth center at Raleigh North Christian Center. And I used to just talk to so many parents and I used to plug them in with connections and resources, not even knowing I was already operating in my gift. I just didn't know what it was at the time. I didn't know the name of it. So, you know, I'm sitting down, I'm leaving church, um, child free. So I'm getting ready to, you know, go home. Um, and then, you know, I'm still up because I'm still like thinking about my vision. So I'm writing a vision, I'm making it plain. So, you know, I'm praying on it and, you know, doing a dream, God had shown me like the gap between, you know, my vision that I wrote down. So, and I was like, okay. So then it's like, okay, he's showing me talking to parents and he's showing me like connecting them with like the things they need, but I'm like, okay, God, so what is that? So you next thing, you know, um, I came across this, like, you know how you get these random emails about webinars, seminars. So basically I came across this like nonprofit company and they helped, they had hosted a webinar and just telling you how to start a nonprofit. And I watched it. And I think after that, that's how it came apart. And I'm like, okay, well, all right, guys, I want to do a nonprofit, but how do I start? So of course it took a lot of research. Um, and then after that, I'm like, oh my God, I got to get board members. So I'm like, well, who, who I'm going to get, you know, <laughs> my vision, so then after that, I was praying and he literally showed me everybody. Now to some, everybody looked at them and they're like, oh, those are my sisters. But if you remove the letters off their chest, they're still who God created them to be. And it's really hard to find a partner with women. Although we talk about it all day on platforms. When you see a person, that's not what it is, but it's just like, it's really so hard to find women that believe in their vision, especially, you know, that want to serve single parent community. But that's how a lot of African-Americans were raised. We was raised in single parent homes. Um, and even some that even stated they was raised in, you know, two-parent household, they still felt like there was some type of separation or not singleness, just like when the mom took all the roles or the dad took on the role while the mom is gone or stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad. Right. Um, so basically, <laughs> at the, right. So it's mind-blowing because I didn't know that until I started a nonprofit and I was just hearing people's stories. And I'm thinking like, okay, the marriage homes are perfect. That's what I always wanted. That's what I dreamed of. But then they was like, Teresa, it's not perfect. Like there were still some things that happened. So um, just to speed things up, um, I ended up praying. I started reaching out to each board member one by one. Um, after that, I sat down, we ended up meeting and that's how my mission formed. That's how my purpose formed. So I told them my goal is to help parents go to, surviving to thriving in everyday challenges, you know, helping us be better versions of ourselves, not only for us, for our child, because you are your child's first everything. You can, it the way you respond to things, the way you act, um, your mental, all that, that can either break or hurt your child. And I didn't know that until I took like a couple of classes, I went to therapy, and I had to heal for some past, past hood traumas and stuff like that. So that's why I feel like, you know, me going through that, taking these classes on co different type of co-parenting, you know, parenting support groups. I'm like, oh my God, I can really help people because I'm already doing it. I'm just not really operating in my gift. And then it's like, okay, I need more help. So that's basically how it formed. And basically what we do is, you know, we connect, we're that connection between you and that source. Because there's so far that we can take you because we don't know all your personal information. So we just want to make sure we can connect you to the, you know, the proper resource or two that you need to face everyday challenges. Mm -hmm. So what are some of like the resources that you connect um, parents, single parents to? So some of the things now, I could just talk about the pandemic. I feel like there was a lot of resources giving for a lot of single parents. Um, we did try to help parents become homeowners. So what we did was we connected them with some realtors that, you know, 
that really would take the time out of their busy schedule to assist them or even start knowing the process. Because we know that, you know, in order to buy a house, it's it's an investment and you and you have to have, you know, the proper tools like your financial, you know, your credit, where you want to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had that. So we had some starting with that. Um, we had, you know, different board members that specialize in maybe mental health. You have some parents that need a therapist. We'll connect them with the director of mental health and she'll try to find them a therapist that was like barely charging or they could go through their job or maybe we can help pay for the first session or something like that. And then we had like, you know, our director over finances, which she's like an accountant. She can help you with your savings, you know. And then we have some parents that, you know, just really wanted to talk and hear my story. So I was sharing my story of how I overcame, overcame some things, still overcoming some things, but you know how I beat the statistics or I'm just trying to change the narrative or the stereotype that is out there about single parents, um, especially black mothers. Um, and then, you know, we have some parents that wanted to go back to school. So because I am an NCCU alum, shout out to the best HBCU plan, because <laughs> I know you got it. I know you saw to say Aggie Pride. <laughs> Aggie Pride. So, oh my God, I nah, didn't no, say it. But it's, I mean, it's all love because obviously I have family who went to NCCU and WSSU, yeah. so it's all love. <laughs> so basically, I um, have a friend over at Director of Undergraduate Admissions and basically I was able to her, she was able to assist people like helping them get in financial aid, helping them fill it out, you know, the things that they need. And then you have someone that wanted to go to grad so she would connect them to there. So that's how I was literally plugging people in. I know majority of black year people wanted to start back you know finish their education because they were at home you know it's I need something else to do or you know maybe they needed like food but that wasn't really that wasn't really a big thing I think the biggest thing was like education and mental health like a therapist and finishing the things that I you know I did not get to do because I was so busy before the pandemic so yeah wow so you are literally like the plug in like the Raleigh Durham area for single parents if they need therapy resources or they need to figure out how they can buy a house or whatever it is they can come to you and get all those resources and information that's so cool so tell me what your advice or your tips for a single mom who is just surviving but they want to go to thriving like what are your tips for them the first thing I can say what really helped me was that you know that there is no manual when it comes to parenting Nope. You know, during my pregnancy, I'm so grateful for my village. They didn't let me hear stories, especially my mom. She was like, don't listen to anybody's story about the C-section, any of that. Get you some books. So I had friends at the time I was in Charlotte and I was getting ready to transition back to Roseville because I didn't have a village there. Mm-hmm. And two of my friends that are now doctors gave me books to read. And um, I just read books. And I can't really think of my hands, but I still got them because um, literally I was in my storage the other day, like going through some things that I can give away. Um, and so basically I read a lot. I did a lot of research. So what I tell parents is, you know, first off, let's just say this, there's no manual. You know that um, you learning something new with your kids every day. You can't compare yourself to other parents or mothers or that's the biggest thing. Because as soon as I talk to some parents, they're like, well, such and such was just doing this and such and such. Okay, but that's the thing. You're not such and such. So that's the biggest thing that I have to learn is that because that other mother, you know, use that formula, I can't use that formula you know, because I was big on breastfeeding mm-hmm. and other parents couldn't breastfeed. So I can't, I think my biggest thing that I've learned to go from surviving and thriving is that I am who I am. I gave birth to my child. I know what my child like. I know what's best for me and my household. Um, and then at the same time, like, you know, it is hard because as single parents, we don't want to be looked at as charity cases. I had to open my mouth and ask for help. Mm-hmm. Like, 
you know, I, I mean, if I'm over here crying and the person is just asking me like, what's wrong? And I don't say anything, then it's like, okay, I'm not about to keep asking her what's wrong. Like she's going to have to ask for help. So one of my biggest things, you know, I tell people is that I had to do research. And that's honestly something that we do not like to do because it takes a lot of time. We like to read, you know, so we don't like to read. So it's just like, you know, that is something I have to do. I have to literally sit still, like sit down, say no day, going out to dinner, hanging out, literally take a weekend when my daughter, you know, was with my village or with her dad, sit in the house, lock myself up in the house, find me a whole lot of snacks and research. I mean, that's pretty much what I had to do. And then, you know, if I didn't have, I had to ask for help. Like that's the only reason how you want to thrive. Now these days, it's about who you know, you know, you know, um, what's going to open doors for you because you just walk in by somebody one day and meet, that can open a whole door for you. And I think for me before the pandemic, not saying all parents are sociable because I, I truly understand that. But I think for me, I try to make sure that I was signing up to any seminar, webinar, anything that can help with the nonprofit or just help me better myself as a parent. I was going to support groups. I wasn't afraid of sharing my story, you know, and I know it's hard for some parents that are introverts because I've had some. But it's like, you know, if you have to reach out, reach out. If you don't want to talk to them, send an email, um, call the, you know, place to ask questions instead of asking for your name, because it is hard. I have been there, but I'm like, I can't do this by myself. I am not a superwoman. I have to call my mama. I have to call my grandma. I have to call my friend. You know, I have to go to the support group. Like, you know, there was things that I had to do that I know what I needed to go from surviving and thriving. So one of the things I would say is, you know, do not compare yourself there's no manual when it comes to parenting and you know ask for help yeah you know what the comparison thing is so good because truly comparison is the thief of joy and yes. like, I've had people say oh you make it look easy with three kids and I'm like I quickly tell them it no don't catch mm-hmm. me I mean you might have called me in a good moment <laughs> on a good day but don't look at social media and think that it's easy because you see somebody like doing something with their kids and having fun with mm-hmm. them like no I, I could be doing it, but I'm also a zombie at the same time, exhausted. <laughs> really? So you like, do look good, though. I can honestly say but, I look and I'm like, Shalena is killing it. Like, you know, but some people say the same thing about me. You make it look easy, but I'm like, that's what if they I had enough time in a day to record every second, every moment, like, you know, if you can see my breakdown, you'll see my cries, you'll see the no sleep, you can see where they sick and we're and we're sick. And we still got to go. Yeah. So, I mean, looking at social media, like you would think a person has it together, mm-hmm. you know, but, but you yeah. do look good. But <laughs> I look at you, I'm like, Whoop, that's you. a boss. I'm like, that's a boss mom. Like it's balanced. Like, how is she doing it? It ain't no like- balance over here, Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> it, it ain't no balance. You know what? And that's the thing. Like, I, I, I'm, I strive for the balance, but at the same time, it's like, I mean, you're six months postpartum. Are you? And you have two other toddlers. Like, can you really have balance? Like, you just—it's really just doing the best I can do. And yeah. I always say I did my best. And my best was good enough because I know sure that I really did strive to do the very, very best that I could do. And if I didn't hit mm-hmm. that mark, that you know, society thinks I should have hit. Oh well, I know I did my best, and that was yes. So, um, yeah, that's awesome. Like, I really love this. Um, I want to know. Where can everyone, um, how can they get in touch with you? Like if they want to get plugged in with you or if they, you know, want to make a donation to your organization or, you know, get resources, how can, or be a resource to your people, how can they get in touch? 
Okay, so you can also follow me on social media. My name is Teresa Tyler. I'm on every platform except Twitter now. The the organization is up there. The nonprofit is on Twitter. Um, But as far as how you can get in touch with us, you can always email us at info at powerincommunity.org or you can always send me a DM um, at Teresa Tyler or at Power Inc. Community on Facebook or on, you know, any other platforms. Um, And that's how you find our resources. We do have a resource page on our website at www.powerincommunity.org, but we're getting ready to update it and um, do our website over where you basically have more contact with that person. So if you, for instance, if you're looking for mental health, you go to that, you know, that tab and basically you will connect you with a director over mental health um, and either she'll talk to you from a chat or through email and she'll be able to get you the services that you need. Um, so we are um, in the process of revamping our page and stuff, but you can still reach out to us, you know, like people, so many people call me the plug, I am the plug. Um, and I'm also about, you know, knowing your story and know who you are and making sure that I can, I can give you the proper resource. I don't want to just connect you with something. So, you know, if you reach out, we're definitely going to reach out. And what I've realized with this nonprofit, I'm not going to be able to save everybody. Um, that is something I have dealt with sometimes like the guilt um because you know we get mommy guilt too but I think for me the guilt is like I can't I can't save everybody and that's the conversation I had with my dad before he passed he was like you know having a good heart is fine but just know you're not going to be able to save everybody because it's so far that you can help people you know you they can they can really be intentional about reaching out to you and asking for help but if they're not trying to go the extra mile like you can't put the spoon in their mouth You you can only take the spoon so far because when it gets to the personal information, I can't give that. Like I can advocate for you, you know, but it's this, I can only take you so far. And so what I realized, like if I'm not able to help a person, like I'll beat myself up because I'm like, okay, so let me go back. What, what happened? But it's not really me. It's just the source. Like you can't help them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they tell, they that's what they tell you, but that's not what they're, they're telling us. So it's just, you know, the communication and things like that but yeah you can always you know reach out to me through social media and it's on our website too we have a little drop down box where you can reach out reach out to us and we'll respond as soon as we can so Teresa what is your life motto or your favorite quote like what do you live by to get you through um I can say when I it used to be pray about everything worry about nothing um, growing up, my grandma would be cooking breakfast and she would hum like, you know, church songs and hymns. And, you know, sometimes I used to hate going to school because, you know, I used to get bullied or it was some type of situation with a boy. So she was like, you know, you're young, but you're learning. You got to pray about everything or about nothing. I was like, what does that mean? What does that mean? So with me, I started, you know, putting that around my house. Um, and then, you know, when I first moved to Charlotte School of Law, it was a, it was on sticky tabs around my entire apartment. Like if you came to visit, you were like, oh my God, like Gabrielle Union did when she had that show and uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That's what I had because I had affirmations. I can't tell you how important it is to speak into your life daily. Yeah. So I think for me, you know, my biggest motto is pray about everything and worry about nothing. And then, of course, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11, you know, for the plans I have for you, you know, that's one of my favorite two. That's it. That's, you know, what I have and what I go by. But I think the most I can't really say I have so many, you know, I have a favorite because I'm constantly speaking in my life. Like before I got on with you, you know, I'm like, God, help me. 
to calm down, not give me anxiety because, you know, my job need me, but I know, you know, it's time for you to use me to speak on a platform so I can reach more people because I, you know, I ask, I'm asking you for more, you know, and I need this. So, you know, I can give more. So it's just like, you know, talking to him daily is like my go-to, you know, even when I'm frustrated, I'm like, well, God, you know, she, she came at me, help me. <laughs> no. She helped me. attitude. <laughs> okay. I'm like, God, help me. You know, I'm growing. Okay. And then it's like my daughter calling me like, hey, I want the iPhone 12. You are six. What? How is she six now? <laughs> she is six. But it's just like, you know, they see things on TV and she was like, well, I got a bank card on me. So if you just tell me how much is in there. Grandma said that she'll help me get the iPhone 12. I'm like, okay, well, I'm at work. I'm going to call you back. You know, it's just, <laughs> right. Like, God, help me. Because, you know, we're in a different time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, no, yeah. I mean, that's good. Jeremiah 29, that's really one of my favorite scriptures. It's gotten me through a lot of um, seasons where I felt like I didn't know what my purpose was. It's like, yeah. well, God already knows the plan. So just trusting him. I really love that. Uh, I'm so thankful that you came on to discuss um, your nonprofit. You are such a light and you're going to do so many great things. You're, you know, you're already doing great things, but I just know you're going to continue to be the plug. And I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, take a screenshot, tag Shalana Fultz on Instagram and let me know what your favorite part was. And never forget, you're doing your best and your best is good enough. I'll see you next week. Same time, same place.